You are Locked On Blue Jays, your daily podcast on the Toronto Blue Jays, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello, Blue Jays fans, and welcome to Locked On Blue Jays, your daily dose of Toronto Blue Jays talk directly into your listening devices, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I'm your host, A.J. Andrews of JaysFromTheCouch.com, back with you for another evening of Blue Jays talk. And while we do have game stuff to talk about today, which is a nice change from yesterday, it wasn't a great game for all the Blue Jays. We're going to get to the lowlights of today's 9-5 defeat at the hands of the Rays, but... Let's focus on the positive in the first half of this episode, shall we? I mean, it's always nice to get the good news first, right? Like, I never, I never really understood why people would go bad news first. Like, I I guess to get it out of the way, but I would rather know that the good news isn't fake or something really minor. Like... Like, bad news, uh, your car got totaled. Good news, someone left you a free lollipop. That's that's something where the lollipop's not going to help with the fact that the car is now totaled. So, I don't know. Just take the good news first. That's the way I feel about it. Anyway, enough of the tangent. Let's start with the good news. And, and let's start with a shout out to Jonathan Davis, who made his first Spring League appearance today. Um, Jonathan Davis, now a father. That's why he was away for the early part of spring training to be with his family and welcome his newborn baby into the world. So, glad Jonathan is able to come back and hopefully he got to spend all the time he needed with the newborn, because, I mean, family comes first. So again, happy to have him back in camp. Hope little Capri is still doing well. And we'll see if Jonathan Davis can push uh, some of the other outfielders who are fighting for spots, because, let's face it, Anthony Alford... Did have a one for two day, but he's still not looking great. Derek Fisher went over three. He's not looking great. It it could be there for the taking if Jonathan Davis wants it. So who knows? Maybe he can channel that Fred Van Vliet new poppy power and try and get something going. History says that's not likely, but hey, you never know. So... The big story from an offensive perspective today was that of Bo Bichette. Bo Bichette had his breakout game in spring training today, two for two, three RBIs, one walk. That's that's the Bo Bichette people are expecting to see. That's the Bo Bichette that the Blue Jays got today. And while Bo doesn't really have the service time to kind of determine whether or not he's a slow starter or not, I think this was a, it was important for him to at least establish a game like that where he has a 
just just a a game that I think people were expecting of him more in line with his previous spring trainings. If you look, um, he's been a part of three camps. He batted 300 in four games in 2018 and then 410 last season in spring training. So he's normally a guy who will really heat up at this time and then kind of carry that into the season. Well, getting off to a slow start affect him, we don't know. And there's still plenty of spring training baseball to play before you have to worry about that. But seeing Bichette use his speed and being able to knock the ball around the park, he got a triple today off of Trevor Richards, which uh, Trevor Richards was a godsend today, the way he was pitching. So... That's a big positive for the Blue Jays today. Lourdes Gurriel Jr. also had a good day for today. today another two-for-two two game. He had an RBI, but again, we're more focused on the hits because Gurriel is another one of those Blue Jays regulars who seem to be struggling immediately, as we talked about with Mike Wilner when he was on the podcast last week. Just, you know, again, it's spring training. You don't put anything into it. But it's just better to see these guys more in line with previous results. Again, uh, Guriel has finished with an average above 280 in all three previous spring training appearances. So getting these guys warmed up and back into the swing of things, obviously very important for the Blue Jays. So to see Bichette, see Guriel have outings like that, that's a big positive in in getting them going for the regular season. And then um, I I took a shot at him yesterday, so I have to give Jacob Wagus back a little bit of credit today. Pitched two innings, two shutout innings, gave up two hits and a walk, so his whip is still nothing to write home about. But he got through them scoreless, and he did cut down on the walks, which, as we've seen from Wagus back so far this spring, that's what he needs to work on if he wants to stick with the big league club, if he wants to fend off some of these guys that are coming for jobs. Because Jordan Romano pitched a scoreless inning and A.J. Cole pitched a scoreless inning today. And Cole's definitely looking to knock someone off the 40-man. So Wagusback going out and giving multiple innings like that, that was a positive thing. So... Again, not a lot of positive to really talk about today. So we're just going to dive right into the negative right after this break. You are Locked On Blue Jays, your daily Toronto Blue Jays podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. And we are back. Did you all enjoy the positive Blue Jays coverage in the first half where we where we talked about the good things that people are doing. Yeah, I I hope you did cuz we're we're going right into the negative. Let's save save the little treat at the end. But all right, let's let's just start with well, we'll try and hit this in order actually. First, 
Logan Warmuth. Logan Warmuth has to try and show something to prove he can still be in the Blue Jays' plans going into the future. And the former first-round pick is already in the, hey, let's shift him around and see if he can play a position other than shortstop phase of his prospect training. And center field is where he ended up today. It was... It was all right, but if you're shifting warm-up around like that, you kind of want to see more with his bat, and it's just not been there. He's looked completely overmatched. It's why he's completely fallen off the prospect radar for the Blue Jays, and, you know, I, I'm starting to think that as some of these other younger infielders start rising up through the system it's looking more and more likely that warm-ups is just gonna end up being a bust and you know that's fine that's baseball but still a little disappointing for a for a guy who looks so good at North Carolina to continue to look so baffled by major league pitching but that is what it is Travis Shaw Travis Shaw Looked like 2019 Milwaukee instead of 2018 Milwaukee. And the Blue Jays are not paying for 2019 Milwaukee. 2019 Milwaukee Travis Shaw was garbage. So an 0 for 3 day. Dropped Shaw's spring average to 071. Two of those were strikeouts. And again, the Blue Jays do not need people who strike out a ton. They already have plenty of people. Who will do that? So, Sean needs to do a better job. Like, he was brought in to be the starting first baseman. But if he can't offer anything close to what Rowdy Telez provides with his bat, even as free-swinging as Rowdy Telez is, what's the point of him? Like, he can be a utility infielder. That's great. So can Joe Panic. Like, again, you have to take all this with salt because we're just talking about spring stats. And spring stats mean nothing. But still, when you're trying to shake the pass of like a 165 season. Sorry, 157. I gave him too much credit. But... Yeah, a season where you batted 157 and had an OPS of 551. You need to start showing better. Like, you need to show you've learned. And this is not the way to set the tone. So, you know, I, I'm i one of those people who think if you're going to do that, you might as well stick with Rowdy Telez, even though Rowdy also went over three with two strikeouts today. But, again... I'd rather go with the youth in that case than paying a guy who may have already hit his ceiling and maybe already passed his ceiling. Um, we talked about Derek Fisher and Anthony Alford already. Let's talk to probably the guy who took the biggest hit today. And unfortunately, that's our boy Tony Buckets, a.k.a. Anthony K. It was... Just, it, it was not his day. He faced six batters, uh, walked four of them, and gave up the one hit to Hunter Renfro that 
cashed in a couple. Now, Travis Bergen came in after Kane didn't really help his line much, but just you you cannot be so freewheeling with the ball like that. As we said on yesterday's program, when Jacob Wagesback went out there and, and just started handing out free passes, that was a penchant of Toronto pitchers last year that really put them in trouble. It means you have to pitch from the stretch. It means you you have to have that extra factor going in, into your head. And how can you pitch like that? Now, ultimately, it's probably not going to matter. Because Anthony Kay was not going to make this team. Like, he was, he was nominally in the running to be the fifth starter. But, again, with Trent Thornton pitching the way he has been pitching, and with Shun Yamaguchi having a guaranteed contract, it was always going to be a two-man race. And Kay was going to have to do something spectacular to work his way back into the conversation for that. And what he did today was exactly the opposite. It's it's like spending $500 million on a campaign when you can only win American Samoa. Which, good riddance to that guy. Anthony K won't be going anywhere, obviously, but he'll be going to Buffalo instead of Toronto. And he'll be needing to work on, on just control. And, and not putting the pitchers behind him in bad positions. Because, like, Bergen didn't do bad, considering he gave up a hit and a walk, which is par for the course for Blue Jays lefties. But, you know, again, when you have to come in with all those inherited runners, it just, it puts the pitcher in such a difficult spot. And you you cannot be doing that as a starter, so... Kay definitely knocked himself out of the competition with a performance like that. Again, he can share some of the blame for the 9-5 loss. Patrick Murphy was the other pitcher who got tagged today. One in the third innings. Gave up four runs. Three of them were earned. Um, One got taken off because Kevin Smith failed to catch a ball. Which, you know, is difficult, but you should be able to do that at shortstop. But, yeah, again, not not great outings for these fringe guys who, you know, Mark fans would just be like, oh, well, maybe they, they go this route. It was a bad day for those guys because, you know, the Occam's razor of the situation just gets sharper and sharper. And... You know, if Thornton comes out next time and has another solid performance, if he goes three more scoreless innings, or or even four, if they feel like pushing him, it's going to be even more likely that Thornton gets to break spring training with the big club again. And, you know, it's a position he's familiar with. So it's not like... Some of these other guys, like Kay, like Zoik, like Wackespack, like Murphy, who had never had that. Thornton's been there. He's done that. So, yeah, I, I'd start putting money on Trent Thornton if I were y'all. 
And you can do so now because we are at the end of today's episode. Just a reminder, if you're not following me on Twitter, how else are you going to tell me I'm wrong? So why not do that at A underscore J underscore Andrews. The underscores are there because Twitter is dumb. You can subscribe to the podcast on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, Himalaya, Or if you're my dad, you can drive me up the highway to get him some manner of listening to this show, which still hasn't happened yet. So, no, my dad is not listening to this because he is 72 and he does not have a good relationship with technology as a, like, he can, he can light switch things. He can go on, off, scrape. But, yeah, had a, had a conversation with him earlier tonight where I had to explain some things. But I still love you, Dad. Um, follow the podcast on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook at Locked on Jays. And the links to the episode are tweeted out there all the time so you don't miss an episode that way. And we will be coming at you tomorrow with the latest in our ongoing series of interviews and the feedback that we've gotten from these interviews has been great. I'm glad y'all are enjoying them and, you know, I'm pretty sure you're going to enjoy this next one because this has been a long time coming for people who know the Blue Jays community of writers and podcasters a little bit and... It's, so, it's someone who has been on the podcast before, but we haven't really had the opportunity to get something out. So I'm looking forward to that. Hopefully you are too. And until tomorrow, for everyone at the Locked On Podcast Network and everyone at jaysfromthecouch.com, I'm AJ Andrews. Thank you all so much for listening to today's episode. And y'all take care.